I thought it was going to be a really fun surprise in my head and sounded like a good idea within the four corners of my mind. That's how Connor McDonald thought adding a new cat to the family would be. He and his cat Snow White had a wonderful relationship, so bringing home one more would just add to the love, right? And that's sort of where all hell broke loose. Welcome to Rover Says, the podcast where we share stories about the weird and wonderful things animals say when they open up to pet psychics. I'm your host, Nancy Aziz. Tell me a little bit about Snow White. What what does she look like? What was her personality like? Um, she does live up to her name. She She's an all-white, she's a chinchilla uh, white Persian so she kind of looks like the fancy feast cat and um, she had trauma you know we all have trauma in life but she had a lot of trauma she was kept for two years by the breeder um, and forced to uh, be a breeding female she's she's very pretty and so they kept her back for breeding purposes the conditions weren't great she was in a pretty small cage uh, where she lived in the back bedroom of this house for her first two years of life she had three litters, as I understood it. Um, all three litters didn't make it for reasons that were um, varied. Her litters were small, so maybe two or three only came out. Some were stillborn. Um, some didn't take to her, and they weren't feeding properly. And uh, I was told by the breeder she was very maternal, um, and she was devastated when her when her babies were taken from her. When it was clear Snow White wasn't producing kittens, the breeder called Connor, who had inquired about purchasing a cat. He was thrilled and flew from his home in Chicago to California to pick her up. Connor awoke the next morning to a curious sound. I woke up to the sound of, the best way to describe it was, like, velocity, or like you're listening to, like, or watching a cartoon and the animal spinning its legs but going nowhere, but you hear all this sound. And I woke up and I see her. I had really long hallways in my apartment in Chicago. And I woke up and she's sprinting down the hall. And I was like, what is going on? And I realized she had never used her legs before. She didn't know. She, I, don't, I don't think she ever knew running. So she was like, for the first time, like feeling her body. It was really beautiful, but also devastating. Yeah. Yeah. What a moment, though, to see her be able to stretch and and use her legs. It was beautiful. She, um, and what I learned is I had all these big windows that were set off from the floor and she was obsessed with looking out the window. She'd never really seen the sky before. It was like very, very new to her. So when she was in a cage, her back legs, her sort of hind muscles didn't develop. And she's, I always joke that Snow White has the athleticism of a Pop-Tart, but it really isn't her fault because she just lived in a cage. So um, I bought her all these little cat stairs and had them put into the, the the windows so she could step up onto the windowsills and her whole world opened up from there. Wow. Connor thought he and Snow White would bond right away, but that didn't happen. She didn't really talk to me or look at me or approach me for about six months. I'd bring her food underneath her bed. Um, I tried really hard to connect with her and... Um, tough she was definitely traumatized and she was definitely scared and at night she'd go navigate the apartment in the dark because i could see her little white body um in the dark but over time she started to turn and um, i put a lot of work in and 
one day she just came up and she sat next to me while I was saying goodbye to one of my clients. I'm a massage therapist and I operate out of my home. And I thought, oh, I guess like we're a team now. So that's kind of where it all started. One day she decided you were okay. And then what was your bond like from there on? Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. She, um, you know, I always had dogs. So cats are a different, you, you don't approach a relationship with the dog the same way with a cat. You really have to earn it with them. Um, and I learned that with um, Snow White. She, uh, it, it, it's small steps. It's small steps forward, but but they're significant steps. And we really developed this very strong heart connection. It just grew. It grew over two years. Connor began to worry that Snow White might be lonely. He works long hours. He decided another cat would help. He reached out to the same breeder, this time looking for a male Himalayan. He ended up with another Persian female who happened to be Snow White's younger sister from another litter. Her name, Marie, or as Connor likes to call her, Marie Antoinette. And I always say Marie Antoinette because my New Jersey accent comes out and people think I'm saying like Marie or something. Uh, the first night, I, I was trying to separate them and do it the right way. Um, but Marie is such a little baby. You know, she's she's like a little puppy dog more than a cat. And she latched onto me immediately. I tried putting her in a different room and she was crying, screaming, crying like a little baby. So I brought her into the bedroom with me and um, Snow White pretty much lost it. And I woke up and, and from a deep sleep to Marie screaming at the top of her lungs and I threw the light on and I see Snow White walking the perimeter of the room like a lioness in the Serengeti searching for dinner for her babies. Connor decided to separate the two until they could be together, but it was clear the cats wanted completely different things. Marie really wanted to do was win over her big sister's approval, and so she could have a, a playmate. And Snow White made it very clear she wanted nothing to do with Marie. And, um, you know, they got to a point where they would coexist, but that's pretty much as far as it got. A few months later, Connor moved to Seattle. He hoped the move might be good for the cats. A brand new place that was neutral territory might reset their relationship. And it did, a bit. And they were started sleeping in the same room near each other, one on a chair, one on the bed. Snow White has a lot of rules for Marie. She's not allowed to be on the same on the bed at the same time as her. Um, she has to yield to her a lot. Um, she gets a smack on the head once in a while. And Marie takes it. You know, she's a really good, she's a really good sport. But um, that's kind of where I thought I need more intervention beyond, um, you know, the protocols you read online. And I need to bring this to another level and started vocalizing that to a few of my clients out here. One of his clients suggested he reach out to animal communicator Neev Karger, who you might remember from the Don't Leave Me Alone episode. I do all my work over the phone. So before I call the, the human, I connect with the animals. And Snow White was pissed. She was just straight out pissed. Marie was more like, oh, hey, this will be fun. And Snow White was just like, yeah, I'm not happy. She, I could just feel her anger and her like trying to strike out at me. Snow White really needed to be heard. And she was about to be heard. Everything is a spiral. Everything's energy. I mean, we, I open the sacred space and the conversation starts and we think we're addressing, you know, we're addressing why they're not getting along, but it really 
So she was pissed and she got to really voice that. But then it also um, unfolded that she had a lot of trauma from from the first two years and struck and she just had a lot of stuck energy so stuck energy trauma is just stuck energy in the body so nia tried to help snow white get rid of that energy because as it turns out marie's arrival was only a small part of snow white's anger the first years of her life had left deep wounds. Nieb tried to help her by doing a type of trauma work, where an animal goes back in time to a place where trauma occurred to relive the situation, but this time from a place of power where they can control the outcome. And it's allowing them to go back into back into the past and replay anything that happened. They can do anything. And, um, and I'm just watching the energy... I'm just feeling the energy as they go through iteration after iteration. And so um, she let me tell um, Connor what she was doing, but I just kept bringing her back to that moment in the room where, you know, her, her, the, where she was a breeding cat and she just got to be really angry and really like replay everything um, in the way that she wanted. And I can't remember Connor. I think, um, I think she like let out the other cats. She like would grow as big as like she would bust out of the cage by growing like an incredible Hulk cat. She was able to go back and replay. And it, is it true, Connor, that she always would let out the other cats from the cages? Oh, yes, I remember this. So she, it, it was like pretty amazing because she um, she's she's very maternal. So during the during our call, she really wanted to make sure that her family was okay. So she went back and and released all her family members. She lived in, in that bedroom with um, her mom and dad and her aunt and her aunt just had a baby. So her, her cousin and then um, her uncle was also in there. So she wanted to make sure that she released them from the breeding program and from the cages they were in so they could get out the front door. And then she actually went back and then um, she said that she was mad at the breeder, so she picked her the length of four football fields. And then she also asked, which she did ask for permission if she could burn the house down. So she had a lot of resentment towards those first two years of life, which I sensed, but I didn't know the, 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 the gravity of it. And then from after doing that, she was able to, once that's cleared, I helped. Um, so then I then also smudge, and smudging is a type of, um, it's just, it's a type of helping the energy move and it's being able to help the animals and humans and beings reset, like cleaning and clearing out their bodies and out their aura. Niev was also able to help Snow White communicate that she wasn't okay with not being told a new cat was joining the family. She was very upset with me that I didn't consult with her, that I would bring a new person into our family. And she said, how would you feel if I turned the tables on you? And I was the human and you were the cat. And I brought a new human home to tell you. And that was sort of like a mic drop for me. I was like, yes, no, wait, you got a point there. And I, I don't know why I didn't consult with you and, or, or tell you what was happening. I just, you know, left one day and came back almost 24 hours later with your sister. And um, she wanted a big explanation for it. It's just like with any human relationship is being able to listen and then and then coming to a compromise and once once 
Connor was able to apologize and really, I helped explain, you know, he's doing the best he can. He was, he was coming from a place of love and he just made a mistake. I could feel the softness in her. Do you remember what uh, Marie said about anything? Yeah, Marie was just, she was ready to go. She's like, when when Snow White's ready, I'm, I'm in the wings waiting. She's like, you know, I'm your sister, I love you. When 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 this all happens, it's going to be awesome. Um, and then Marie's personality really just comes through as soon as you meet her. She's just like happy-go-lucky, um, happiest kitten in the world, loves to play. Everyone's her best friend. So she's just like, you know, she understands that Snow White's her big sister. She yields to her. Um, she respects her to some degree. She's fearful of her. Um, a lot of the fear has sort of dissipated, and that was that was my intention for Marie. I didn't want her to be in an environment where she, she felt scared, um, because once in a while, Snow will bop her over the head as she walks by her. So um, Marie was just like, you know, she's she's new to the to our our, our sort of our our household, our family, and so I think she just wanted everything to be awesome. <laughs> With some bad energy clearing away and lines of communication now open, Snow White had one more thing to say. Neo said to me, she doesn't like her name. And I'm like, what? She's like, it triggers her because she was named by the breeder. and She doesn't like the breeder. I'm like, that makes sense. And she said, give her a new name. So I have a lot of like endearing nicknames for her, but I primarily call her Muffin Cakes. And... She, Niamh asked her if that was okay, and she said yes, but I don't know what a muffin cake is. So I said, it's a delicious little treat, which is what you are. <laughs> um, so she loved that. And then Niamh asked uh, Marie the same question, and I believe the answer was, Marie gave her an option. She said, you can call her Stardust, Sparkles, or something else like really fun and sort of like effervescent-ish. And so I said, well, we call her baby a lot. And she said, yes, baby, baby works for me. So we call Snow White Muffin, short for Muffin Cakes. And Marie Antoinette is now baby, which she is. She's the baby of the family. How would you say things have changed in your household since you all had a conversation with Niamh? Yeah, so I, I was like shocked and sent Niamh the next day. I texted her a video and, and photograph. That next day, I woke up and baby was on one side of me in the bed and muffin was on the other because they, they each come in separately at different times to get like their morning sort of snuggles in and they start up like their their motorboat purring session. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's separate, you know, uh, it's it's different rooms at different times. But I woke up and they were both on either side of me and I'm like, this has never happened before. And then later that day, I was doing chores in the house, and I walked by the massage suite. And um, again, lots of rules for for baby to follow given by Muffin. One of them is that the the massage table that's heated and really comfortable when clients are not there is only for Muffin. Uh, but I walked by the room, and they were both luxuriating and lounging and spread out on the table just a few inches from each other. And then um, baby went up to to Muffin and like kind of gently like put her paw out and they had this like moment. I'm like, oh my God, this worked. I wanted to ask you what you see for the future for these two ladies. 
I, you know, what I hope is that just for the quality of their lives, their entire life is not just my relationship with them, but that they can have their own sort of female cat world relationship when I'm not here um, and just have a more dynamic sort of life experience. Um, and I know with cats that doesn't happen overnight. And by no means, again, is it like uh, Christmas morning in a Folgers coffee commercial and they're all snuggling, you know, in the love seat. That's not happening today. Maybe not this month, but, you know, it's it's there's definitely been a shift. And I know that that's more or less the foundation for what will come. Um, but I do know that moving forward, any major decision that will take place in our household will be a group conversation with Nia. Thanks so much for listening to Rover Says. If you like the show, please rate it and share so other people who want to know how animals really think can find us. And we'd like to hear from you. Tell us what your animals are telling you or what they've told animal communicators. We drop new episodes every other Wednesday.